Good morning. <laughs> Isn't this a beautiful fall day? As most of you know, we're not from down the south, so we, my husband and I miss the four seasons. So to us, this is fall, and we are so excited. <laughs> we won't see winter, but we'll take fall. My name is Kim Convertino, and I've been at UU for about eight years, and a member here for just over one year. And in that time, I've worn and I continue to wear several hats. Um, I teach RE, I'm on the RE committee, and I'm tri-chairing the Food Folks and Fun committee, and we take care of those potlucks, like the one we're having today. This congregation welcomes people of all ages, races, genders, origins, orientations, and backgrounds. We welcome those of all theological and political persuasions, and we welcome the questions about the great issues of life. I would like to extend a special welcome to guests and those who are worshiping with us for the first time. We're glad you're here. Please take a moment to complete one of the white cards in the back of the pews and either place it in the offering plate or hand it to one of the greeters in the foyer. We want to know that you're here. We want to know how you found us and whether you'd like to receive any additional information or a copy of our newsletter. Are there any visitors or guests who would like to stand and introduce themselves? Our hope is that like each of us, you will find this a friendly and loving place. We value the opportunity to learn more about you. Announcements and activity information are included in your order of service. Please read through them and take them home for reference. Everyone is free to join us for any activity listed. And this morning, we're going to highlight just a couple. Today after the service, as I mentioned, we have a potluck, and we invite you all to stay and share a meal with us in the social hall, which is out the doors and down to the right. Also, if you're willing, our high school youth are doing a photo project on families here in our church, and they would love to photograph you as part of that project. And they'll be telling you more about that in just a little while. And we'd like to remind you, particularly if this is your first time worshiping with us, that this morning service follows a slightly different format than our regular service. Five times a year, we have a special service to mark the end of each of our units of religious education called Pillars. Today's service is in celebration of Unitarian Universalist identity. Next week and on most Sundays, the children worship with the adults for the first 20 minutes and then are dismissed to their religious education classes. Today, they will join us for the entire service. And looking ahead, we welcome you to be part of our Trunk or Treat Halloween celebration. There's an insert in your order of service. It's this Saturday, the 25th, here in our parking lot from 4 to 7 p.m. There's some more details on the flyer. Sign up in the foyer if you would like to decorate your trunk or the back of your SUV. Clay Walker has an additional announcement. Dog Hammarskjöld wrote, Each morning we must hold out the chalice of our being to receive, to carry, and to give back. Indeed, we bring with us our own light into this place, Sometimes a roaring blaze to give light and warmth to those around us, sometimes barely a spark that must be rekindled from the great light of this community. From the great light of the ultimate, welcome. Our light is brighter and more beautiful because you are here. 
In the chalice lighting this morning, we were going to have our middle schoolers present their covenant. As it happens, sometimes these illnesses go around like the plague, and we've had a plague of, oh, we have Allie. Allie, <laughs> will, you come? <laughs> will you come and help me do this? I promise you don't have to do it by yourself. We kept getting all the sick calls and thought we were going to end up with what if they gave an intergenerational service and no children came. (laughs) Unitarian Universalism is based on a covenant, important promises that we make to each other about how we will be together. The seven principles are the covenant of our faith. You, you kids, come together to make these seven promises to each other. Every person is important and valuable. All people should be treated fairly. Our churches are places where we accept one another and learn together. Each person should be free to search for what is true and right. And all people have the right to vote on matters that concern them. We should all work for a peaceful, fair, and free world. And we need to take care of the earth, the home we share, with all living things. We make covenants in our classrooms, too. And this is the one that the middle schoolers made. Would you like to help me help me read it? All right. Here, you, how about if I hold it up and you can stand with me? Okay. Um, we did Don't Play with the Chalice. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's written right there, too. If you this, though. Where? Take turns. Respect people. Keep topics. Follow the golden rule. Respect other people's opinion. No bad language. And no using cell phones. And the coolest kids in the church... Promise to keep these guidelines and peace. And if we can all agree this morning to abide by those, I think we'll have a nice service. A long, long time ago, In Transylvania, which really is or was a real place, it's now Romania, and there's something that comes from Transylvania besides Dracula, and it's Unitarians. Very true. In Transylvania, they were some of the earliest people to call themselves Unitarians, and they had a wonderful king named King Sigismund. And he declared an edict of tolerance, which was unheard of. And in one little village in Transylvania, there were people that wanted their own church. They wanted a building where they could go and be together and practice this faith they had found that was so important to them. 
So they got together and they began to build a church. And everybody contributed to building the church in the ways that they could. The stonemasons crafted beautiful stone walls. And the foresters came and they made huge beams of wood for the frame and for the ceiling. And the carpenters came and they carved beautiful doors and beautiful pews and intricate designs on the pulpit. And everyone was so proud of their work. And the weavers came and they put up wonderful wall hangings. And all of the villagers worked on this together. And on the last day, they did the painting and they painted murals along the walls where there weren't wall hangings. They painted beautiful pictures of the surrounding scenes of the forest and the beautiful scenery that was all around the village where they lived. And when it was all over, at the end of the day, one of the village elders says, we go home, we eat, this evening we come back and pray together. And so... They all went to their separate homes, except one gentleman and his daughter, who had brought their own food and who stayed. And they sat on the hillside outside the church, and they ate their simple lunch, simple supper of bread and cheese. And when they were done, they went back inside the church, and they walked around. And the little girl, her name was Zora. And I always wanted to do this story while we had a little girl named Zora here. But, but the little girl, Zora, looked around at the church. And she said, Daddy, it's so beautiful. The paintings are so beautiful. The woodwork is so beautiful. It's so, our church is so wonderful. But there's something missing. There were iron lampstands all around the church. But there were no lamps. She said, when it gets dark for our service tonight, the church will be dark. And her father said, no, Zora, don't worry. The people bring the light. And sure enough, if you look in your pew pockets, you're going to find something. And I'd like for all the children to have one and then any that are left over. You can slowly start to come forward, and you can put your light up here on the table. And after you do, you can come and sit down right here. As Zora and her father watched over the hillside, they suddenly saw the lights. It started as a, a small stream of light, and then more and more people came until it was just this wide stream of light coming forward toward the church. And they came into the church and they sang and they prayed. You can sit right up here. Everybody can stay right up here. They sang and they prayed and they rejoiced in their new church home and they enjoyed their church community. And they celebrated this beautiful new church and this free faith that they had found. And in the evening, Zora and her family went home, and as Zora was getting ready for bed, she said to her mother, Mom, Daddy told me that the people bring the light to the church, that the people are the reason we have light at the church. 
And her mom said, that's right. And she said, and mom, we bring the light home too. And the light is still with us because they had put their lamp where they could see in order to get ready for bed. She said, our light is still with us when we come home. And so her mom said, that's right. And you know what else? Even in the daytime, when we don't need to light the lamp, the light is still here. The light is still in our hearts. And we carry it with us, and it helps us to be better people, and it helps us in sad times and in happy times. We carry the light within us. The people bring the light to the church. The people take the light when they leave. And today, when you leave, you will be able to take your light with you. But we're going to leave them here for now till the rest of the service. Last week throughout the UUA, many congregations celebrated the second annual Association Sunday, and others will do so between now and the end of the year. This morning, we will take a second collection after our first offertory to support this program. Each year, our congregation contributes to the annual program fund. This is the money it costs us per member to be a part of the Unitarian Universalist Association. If the UUA were a big congregation, that money would be like our pledges as a member of that congregation. And that is the money that the UUA uses for its operating budget, to pay salaries, to pay the bills, to keep the lights on, and to provide us with many congregational services and resources. Like many of our churches, there really aren't a lot of frills. And if you've ever been to the district office, you know for sure there are no frills. The money collected on Association Sunday is something different. These funds support various special outreach programs. This year, the funds will go towards something called Grow Our Spirit, which is an initiative to support quality educational experiences for lay people and clergy alike, particularly adults. 50% of the money will go toward um, an adult lay theological foundation for the development of quality programs that give adults in our churches an option besides seminary to deepen their religious study and their religious path. There will be grants awarded to these programs from these funds. The other 50% of the money will be divided equally among three excellence in ministry programs, and one is a continuing education program for ministers, One is scholarships for promising students preparing for the ministry that will be awarded in June of 2009. And the other is the Diversity of Ministries Team Initiative to Support Ministers of Color. So in gratitude for this congregation, our church home, and for the wider faith that has brought us here, we will now accept the gifts of the people. I'd ask you to take a few minutes now just to kind of set your papers down, relax, maybe feel the weight of your body in the pew, your feet on the floor, if they reach the floor, and if not, just let them hang and relax. You can close your eyes if you like. You can look out here. Source and spirit and light of all light. Help us stop to honor the light within us, to feel its warmth, and to know that we are part of a greater light that lives within each one of us and all around us. In those times when we are sad or stressed or ill, and all we can see or know of the light is the tiniest spark, 
Help us to remember that here, in this place, we can find it again and know that it is always there for us. Surround and warm those who are hurting in body or in spirit. Let them know that we hold them in this light of love. Gretchen, Jerdy, and Chuck Klucher as they grieve their son and brother George. Mac Orchard, whom we're so glad is back with us. And Barbara, and Steve Caldwell, and George Lepla, and Becca Love, and all others who are traveling, that they may return to us safely. Let us hold these and others close to our hearts now as we enter the silence. Our high schoolers would like to take your picture this morning, and I think they're going to come and tell us a little bit about that. Good morning. If you ask someone what the word family means, they may tell you anything from a married couple with 2.5 kids to their top eight friends on MySpace. And in many ways, they're both right. One of the main ideas that we have been taught during our time in RE at All Souls is that we should learn, understand, and accept other people's beliefs. So for this pillar, we decided to do a project exploring all the families that gather here once a week through photos and questions. We will compile this information to get to better understand the kind and loving souls of All Souls Unitarian Church. Uh, During the course of this project, we're going to compile a basically a huge presentation with photos of everybody. And during those, during when the photos are playing, we will talk about what each family has said family means to them. Um, We're going to be taking pictures during the potluck later after this service. So if anybody would be kind enough to stick around for that, we'd appreciate it. So please do help them with this project. I think it's going to turn out to be something wonderful for our church to see and enjoy. We'll now hear from our second through fifth grade class, who, have, who I think is Miss um, Bridget is here as their teacher, and we have Aspen Weingold. Um, the wine reapers were all sick today, you guys. That wipes out like <laughs> several classes. Um, but they've worked on something called What Do You Say When Someone Asks? And I think it's something that um, adults here think about a lot, too. Good morning. This pillar, we spent some time thinking about answers to some of the questions others ask us about Unitarian Universalism. Sometimes being UU can seem difficult because of the very thing we, the very thing we think would make it easier, our freedom of thought and belief. No one teaches us one right answer to any of the big questions because we believe that each of us is responsible for finding the answers ourselves. Yet, when some of our friends and neighbors ask us these questions, they want us to tell them something, the very beginning of peer pressure. Here are a few answers to some of the big questions people ask. They are not the only answers, and they may not be your answers, but they may help you in forming your own. Who should I start? 
Pause. Do you believe you will go to heaven or hell after you die? If not, what do you believe happens? We all have different ideas about this, but just about all of us are united. And the universalists believe that there is no hell. Every <clears throat> Early universalists believe that no living God will throw his own children in the fire. It wouldn't make any sense for a God to create so many different people with so many different religions, beliefs, and then decide that only one set of beliefs was true. Some of us believe in heaven, either as a real place or a place in our hearts and minds where the people we loved and lost will always live others we leave in reincarnation. Returning to this life again and again until we learn the lessons we're supposed to learn. Still others believe that our spirits return to one great light or source of energy. Still others, mm -hmm. still others believe that our bodies return to the earth to nourish new, new life here on this planet, and that is in itself is holy enough. What do you believe? A chalice lighting that I first taught my kids in Rapid City went like this. We light this chalice for the light of knowledge, for the warmth of love, and for the energy of action. When I hear the question that so often comes up about our faith, with so many different ideas and beliefs, how do you all come together on, under one roof? How do you do church that way? I think back to that simple chalice lighting and to the story of the little church in Transylvania. We have followed the light here, seeking the light of knowledge, the opportunity to explore, to learn, to seek our own deepest spiritual truth, our own connection to the mystery, and not check our brains at the door to do so. We have followed the light here, seeking the warmth of love, the bonds of community, the powerful comfort of homecoming that greeted so many of us when we first got here and continues to receive us that way each and every Sunday. We followed the light here, seeking energy for action and companions for the work at hand. And in Shreveport, we know that every day when we get up, there is something to do. But just as in the story, we have not only followed the light here, we have brought the light. We have each come bearing the lamp that will light our corner of the church and yours too. As I extinguished the chalice this morning... I invite the children to come forward during the music and take your candles home with you. And I offer these words of benediction said in all of your, our younger classes each week, and you teachers and kids that know them can join me. As we blow out our chalice, may we take its light within us until we return. Go in peace.